founder of In Good Clean Taste. I am dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs design a healthy lifestyle by incorporating healthy, delicious tools, tips, and resources that empower their inner and outer game. Every episode, my featured guest and I share our healthy, delicious lifestyle journey on my globally recognized show, Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. healthy delicious lifestyle with claudine i'm so excited for today's guest i just life is hard but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier hi my name is blue tulusma i'm a writer and emotional intelligence coach and the host of humanize with blue tulusma a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room a great conversation is almost guaranteed Join us every week here on ElectroCast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. ElectroCast. Know you're going to love her as much as I do. And be sure to stick around till the end because she will be sharing some of her favorite things. It's going to be so much fun. Yay. Um, as an aside, if ever you are interested in learning more about me, my products and services, you can always check those out at ingoodcleantaste.com. Now, today's topic is how to find healthy, delicious, sweet treats with Lana Durieux or Derue, if you want to say it the American way. Um, and I'm going to bring her up from the green room in just a moment so you can meet her. But let me tell you a little bit about her first, because you are just going to be like, oh, my God, she's so awesome. <laughs> so Lana Derue is a doTERRA wellness advocate, licensed body code practitioner, and owner of Happy Healing Inc. And she specializes in a revolutionary energy balancing system. How cool is that, right? She has a unique approach to using doTERRA essential oils by identifying the emotional aspects of an illness combined with muscle testing to select the most appropriate oils for each client. So she also identifies and releases imbalances in the body to increase the body's ability to heal. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to bring her up from the green room. Here she comes. Oh no, I have her muted. Oh wait. <laughs> What a, what a welcome. Thank you so much for being here. So, so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here and I love the way you say my name. Miss, Miss Doria. Yeah. <laughs> she is from the Ria area of France. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. We have so much to talk about. I'm so excited about today's episode. Um, but I'm going to ask you first, the thing that I ask Oh, my guess, which is what does a healthy, delicious lifestyle mean to you? Well, I am a, from a family of foodies, so I absolutely love food. And when people tell me to die it, I say I would rather die. <laughs> and so it means that I can eat. I can eat food and I actually not feel like I'm starving to death. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's like the, it's the food aspect, but it's also the healthy aspect. And it's also that I, 
I learned, well, with you, I learned how to um, portion myself. And that's kind of the, the biggest challenge that I think I faced. Yes. Well, we all know that I love food. <laughs> so we share our love of food. And I'm always about, if it's not delicious, why are you going to put it in your mouth? Like, what's the point? So I feel like we've definitely hit on a, a like a zesty citrus moment here. <laughs> We're definitely going to, that's a juicy one, right? Um, I absolutely love that. And I want to talk about, so you had mentioned specifically in when I asked you this question, I said, what is the healthy and delicious lifestyle share that you would like to share with the audience? And you said, I love to eat. Claudine has shown me how to pay attention to what I am eating, slow down and really enjoy my food or treat. And that starving is not the answer. And I should probably preface this by saying that you went through my glowing woman program. People are like, what do you mean Claudine taught you? <laughs> so no, right. <laughs> you went through that. Um, and like we met together, what was it like every Sunday on zoom to, to meal prep? And we had like all this great food, right? Yes. So tell me how like eating and slowing down and enjoying your food versus starving. How, how does that, how, well, how is that a tip for you? Like, what does that mean to you? What did that change in your life? Well, hopefully it changes the weight that I'm, that I put on. Cause as you age, uh, things change. I didn't have any, I didn't have any weight problems until I hit 57, I think is when it kind of started. So it's like, there's a point where you have to shift <laughs> and you have to say, okay, my body's changing. So I'm going to have to change with it. And actually learning those portion size, you know, like I would probably eat, you know, when I was younger, I'd probably eat two or three portion sizes. And so now understanding like what, what that is. And then actually knowing that as I'm eating slowly, that I can actually have that satisfaction instead of just going kuh, 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 like I did before on the show, because I was in a hurry and I missed it. I missed cause I've started slowing down eating. Um, and I really miss when I, when I don't eat slower, um, cause otherwise I just have to go back for seconds. Well, you bring up a really good, I was like, I'm hearing what you're saying. And like all these little light bulbs are popping off. It's like, one, you're talking about intuitive eating, right? You're talking about enjoying your food, tasting the food um, to, so that your, your body, your brain is actually recognizing that you're eating versus what most of us do, which is like rush through a meal. And then you're like, wait, did I eat? Cause I don't like recognize that I, my body, like, my eyes didn't, did my eyes see it? I don't know. Um, so there's that part of it, but you're also talking about like, it actually takes our, you know, we have that brain gut connection and it takes our brain like 20 minutes or so to realize that we're full. So if we're eating really fast, we still think we're hungry because it hasn't been 20 minutes since we finished the meal for our brain to realize, oh yeah, you've not only finished the meal, but you're satiated, you're full. So if we keep eating at that point, then we're going to be overly full, which believe me, <laughs> I have done more than once. <laughs> as well as myself. And I was always saying that's what my problem is because I, I'm so hungry and I'm eating and I feel like I'm even eating slow, but there's not a shut off mechanism for me. Mm. <laughs> so then by the time I shut off and I say, okay, I think I've had enough then it's, it's too late. 
like you said, it's just, I'm mm-hmm. so, I'm uncomfortable. And yeah. so slowing down and understanding that portion size is, I say, key. <laughs> right. And they say it's like when you're 80% full, that's when you should stop because that'll give your brain time to catch up. I feel like this is a mocktail moment, like mocktails, everybody. <laughs> Love me a good mocktail. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, one of the other things you mentioned was, um, I'll put this on the screen. It was eating smaller, more frequent meals allows three hours be- between for the pancreas to rest So and to write down what you eat. So let's take those each separately because I feel like that's a twofer, right? That's like a two tips in one. But tell me about having the three hours between meals and the allowing your pancreas to reset. I, I, I don't think a lot of people understand this. So tell me, tell me more about that. Well, I just know that my cousin, Dr. Max Chartrand knows like more about the body than anybody I've ever known. And I asked him, how long should you wait and why? And he told mm-hmm. me because your pancreas needs to reset. So you should not, you should always wait three hours and even eating a tiny snack in that three hours still starts your pancreas working again. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's really what it is. And our pancreas, we have to nurture that baby. <laughs> it does a lot of work. Most, most people don't like, they would say, what does the pancreas do? Well, it's sending chemical messengers to our stomach to digest the food. It also sends hormones through our body. So it, it does a big job. And you rightly point out that that it, it needs time just to, to rest because if you think about historically, like when we were out on the savannah hunting for whatever or get, gathering, like we weren't snacking on potato chips every five seconds, right? Like we weren't we weren't grabbing the the latest protein bar or having you know fruit every couple hours. We we were having time in between, and I noticed for myself that when I really started to look at what I was eating and how I was eating, the reason why I felt that I needed to eat so much was that I wasn't eating the right combination of foods. You know, like I wasn't getting enough protein. Like if I just had um, simple sugars or like, you know, starches, things that were going through my system quickly, giving me that blood sugar rush and then bringing me back down. Like that's when I was hungrier. It's because that thing went through me pretty fast and I feel like I need to eat something else again, but having something with more fiber, more protein, quality fats, like having that combination at each meal meant that I didn't need to eat as often. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> when right? I do the protein shake, I'm like, I'm hungry. And it's like, right after I have that, it's like, I'm craving chocolate and yeah. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> and I also like chew. Chewing is fun. <laughs> <laughs> like I find, I find more satiated. I'm more satiated when I've chewed my food. I don't know about you. Um, yeah. And I was told, even if you're doing a protein shake, you should still chew because mm. you need to set that your whole digestive set your digestive system into motion. <laughs> right. Like to do like the normal things our body would do if we were eating. So then yeah. tell me about writing down what you eat. Why is that a, a tip? Um, because when I did your program, <laughs> I wrote down everything I ate and I, I, it brought awareness to what I was putting in my mouth, um, mm. and saying, oh, wait, okay. If it hasn't been this time, you know, cause through the holidays, I didn't follow any of it. And I'm just trying to get myself back to it. And I was like, okay, what am I not doing? I'm not writing down what I eat. And so uh, that awareness is not there and not present. 
Yeah, I mean, that's really good, right? Because a lot of times, especially if, you know, during the holidays or you're at celebrations and you just kind of mindfully or mindlessly like kind of graze and, and pick things up without noticing that you're doing it. But if you're actually consciously aware of what you're eating, it does bring more of a, oh, okay, I did eat. <laughs> I did eat something. I can't tell you how many times, because my at my mom's house, she has things out all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't realize how much more I eat when I'm there because they're just out in front of me. Whereas at my house, like I go to the refrigerator, I go to the pantry to get something. It's like more of a conscious realization that I'm eating. Yeah. Yes. And one thing, you know, when I was younger, I mean, I don't know if it was because of my metabolism or I would kind of eat little meals all day long. And I know my skinny mini bestie, uh, she's like size zero. (laughs) She, she eats small amounts of food. So there is something to that, to that portion size, because there's so many different things out there. And that's what gets so confusing because it's like, oh, well, fast. I'm like, well, freaking A, when you fast, then your body's going to hold on to that food. That's what I was taught. <laughs> well, it's really interesting that you bring this up because there's, um, you know, I'm studying functional medicine and there is something called a metabolic typing test. Mm-hmm. And you can find out there, everyone has a different metabolic type. So your friend could be a fast oxidizer. You could be a slower mixed oxidizer. Like you don't know until you get some kind of data around that. And then you can build like your own health plan around that. I love that. I feel like that's a healthy, delicious lifestyle moment right there. (laughs) (laughs) You're just laying them out, girl. (laughs) It's like everybody tells you, you can only eat this. And I mean, like, you know what? Sometimes it's like peanut butter might be good for me or and they're like, well, you can't eat this or you can't eat that or you have to eat this or you have to eat that. But all of our bodies are different from what I can tell. And that is the big challenge that I see with, you know, these, you see all these programs, right? There's the fasting, like the intermittent fasting program. There's the keto, there's the paleo, there's this, there's a that. Like you can be vegan, you can be raw vegan, like you can do, you can be Atkins, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, because our biologies are so unique and so different, mm-hmm. You know, they can give you statistics of the top, you know, 10% of people who did well on that diet, but that's maybe because their diet is predisposed or their body is predisposed towards that diet. Right. Right. And the, the true challenge and the reason why it's hard to devise a program that works for everyone is that everyone's unique. You've got to find out what works for you. I find the best way to do that is through functional medicine, through actually getting the data. But I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people want the quick fix. They want to just like lose a few pounds right now. And there are definitely some things most people can do. Right. But if you want like a long-term lifestyle change, that's where it really comes into like feeling into what works for your body. And I know you're really good at this because you do the muscle testing, right? You figure out like what I I loved it when we were going through the program and you were telling me, um, you you were doing the muscle testing to determine how much weight you've lost. Cause you don't have, you didn't have a scale at the time. I don't think. No. But you could tell based on the muscle. And so for people who don't know what muscle testing is, search up emotion code. There's a great book. I used to have it right here. I think I lent it to somebody. <laughs> I was looking over here. But there's, you know, some great information out there on um, on muscle testing, on the motion code. Because you're emotion code certified, correct? Or body code certified? Both. Both, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. If you're body code, you have to be emotion. You can't be, you have to be certified emotion code. That's the advanced one. <laughs> I did it. Well, you know, the thing is, is you can even muscle test your food. So it's like if somebody's saying 
or you're having a reaction, you can, you know, say on a scale. So usually what I'll do on a scale from one to set from one to 10, how good is this for my body? And I try to eat things that are seven or above. It's like the body knows, right? The body knows. Yeah. You have to tap into your internal wisdom. I love that. That's awesome. So one other thing that um, that I like to tell people, they probably don't, a lot of people don't think about this, is that idea of crowding out. And it's basically filling your plate, filling your tummy with so many good foods that you don't even want the other stuff, right? And I love to use the example of like, um, like filling hearty, like sweet potatoes and kale, like having this big smorgasbord of like a lot of root vegetables is my favorite. I could eat roasted cauliflower and garlic mm-hmm. and broccoli all day long. It tastes like candy. Um, but like having all that stuff, like I can literally eat, if I, if I do a huge batch of roasted cauliflower and garlic, I'll eat that for snacks. I'll eat that for treats. Like that's my thing. I don't even need some of the other stuff, but I love this idea of having good things around to not ha- crave the other things, right? Because you have the the complex carbohydrates versus like a simple carbohydrate. So having a sweet potato versus having potato chips, it takes longer for your, your body to digest it. it. It doesn't give you that quick burst of, you know, the the blood sugar uh, spike. And so then it's you're able to get more long-term energy from it, right? So even if you make like making sweet potato fries is going to be a good, healthy choice. And that's a yummy. My granddaughter loves those. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'll just specify like when I make mine, I bake them. I don't know about you. Do you don't, you have a deep fryer, do you? Mm-mm. Yeah. So baking, like I use avocado oil. So it's a higher heat, right? I love those. I love those. Because you have a nice brown, crispy. You can even do them in an air fryer, which is great. They get nice and crispy on the edges. So, so good. And that actually reminds me um, there. I don't know if I think you may have some of these recipes because I shared them with you in the program. But basically the uh, scrumptious snacks recipe book that I have on my website, it has like the clean caramel corn. It has the clean energy balls. um, It has like all of these delicious dips and snacks that my family loves to have in order to have delicious treats but not have like the side effects that you would get from like a box of Cracker Jacks or like a your Snickers brown, bar. Your brownie balls are to die for. And I oh. can eat those, the, oh my gosh, I love, love, love those. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. My daughter is in love with the brownie bites. My son loves the energy balls. So I have to like go back and forth between making them so I don't have favorites, you know? That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I really want to talk about chocolate because you have some great uh, recommendations that we're going to go through. But the only other thing um, I talked about sweet potatoes, right? But like there are certain, and you, you saw these in the program because I had a whole section on sugar, right? Those of us who have sugar cravings, it's like, there are foods that, that um, can make us feel satiated, the kind of feeling we get from sugar without having that that dip that you get after sugar, right? Right. Without the high and the low, but it just satiates you. Sweet potatoes are a great one. So I talk about those a lot. Cinnamon is wonderful. I have some tea right here with cinnamon in it because it makes it sweet without being sweet, right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like vanilla makes things taste sweeter, but it isn't sweet. Um, oats, basically these nice um, high fiber foods um there you know there's a whole list of them 
but there are a lot of great ways to kick the sugar habit without just saying, oh, I'm giving up sugar. Because we all know when we say I'm taking out this whole thing and I'm not replacing it with anything else that we're likely to not do so well on that. Yes. And I'm honestly learning. I've, I bought a book called Metabolical and one about sugar. So I really super appreciate that you're finding those treats that we can have that don't have the effect of sugar. Cause I never, you know, I would always walk in the grocery store and I'm seeing coconut sugar and all these different things. And I, and I would never buy them until mm -hmm. you kind of opened my eyes to that, that I can make the same treats. I can just substitute it for a healthier choice. Yes. I love that. Coconut sugar is lower on the glycemic index level than mm -hmm. say refined sugar. I'm using monk fruit here and there now as well as a great white sugar substitute. Um, Maple yeah, syrup. there's like maple syrup. Yeah, maple syrup. I like the natural sugars for sure. Yeah, if you go on my website, there's all kinds of things on my blog with maple, using maple syrup or coconut sugar, even monk fruit. There's like the keto uh, blueberries, which I saw uh, blueberry muffins, which I shared that recipe recently. So yeah, there are definitely options. I want to talk about the ones that you brought to my attention. I absolutely love these. Tell me about some of your favorite treats. So tell us about this lovely heirloom popcorn. I love this because it has a higher fiber content. So mm. if you're going on that so that your blood sugar isn't shifting so much that you want to have a higher um, fiber content. So this falls within that range when you take total carbs by the um, fiber, I guess is mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. um, so I bought it and I cook it in avocado oil. And then I use olive oil as my butter. So I don't even put butter on it. And I'll, oh, nice. and I'll do some salt and pepper and I do pop it in a pan, but you can use an air popper and then just use the olive oil if you don't want to have the double oil. But that was one of the treats that I did enjoy on the program. I just tried it. It's like use the smaller pan as opposed to the larger pan. That's the challenge. True. You could also use coconut oil. Um, my mom will take one of those brown like lunch sacks and she'll put the kernels in it and she'll staple. She must she must tape it instead of staple it because she puts it in the microwave. Ooh. And like, you know, because that way she doesn't she doesn't use the oil that way, but she manages she manages to close it somehow so that it's basically like a microwave bag without all the extra junk they put in those. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the stove top I find just as easy. Like, I don't, like, why did we come up with all these other ways? This is so easy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not, I won't comment on the microwaving. That's something I don't do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you could absolutely do it on the stove. Uh, that's a really great idea. I love the heirloom popcorn. It's, it's also pretty, too. Yes, it is. It, it does look white when you pop it, but it is pretty in the yeah. back. <laughs> Then you had, okay, this is one of my favorites. Tell us about this. Tell us about the Who Crunchy Mint Dark Chocolate Bar. Well, I am a dark chocolate mint fan. And this one, it's just, it's just different because when you eat it, you don't feel, you know, it, and it's just, it's a healthier, look, paleo, it says everything on there and I can't see it. <laughs> From here, well, yeah, they, they use coconut sugar as the sweetener. They actually have some now where they're using, I, uh, they're using, they're making with like monk fruit or something else. Mm -hmm. I think they're using, they're using an, a non-glycemic sweetener entirely that you can get. But I love these. We actually hit buy them. Have you ever gotten the um, the combo pack that has all the flavors? Mm -hmm. 
because they have the dark chocolate raspberry. They have the orange chocolate. They have like a cashew one that has like cashew butter in the middle with orange. They have one that has hazelnut butter. Like they have some good ones. And so my kids, my kids like a treat after lunch. So I send them to school and I give them one of the squares and I put it in a little container and I send them off and I don't feel bad. Right. Cause like the other kids are getting Snickers bars or like what a Tootsie Rolls or who, whatever they're getting. My kids are getting who chocolate. <laughs> that is such a brilliant idea. I love that because if, and that's kind of probably what I should do is say, this is my baggie of chocolate for the day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll put it up here. So it's easier. It's also vegan. So for people who are interested in vegan, yeah, it's easy. No palm oil, no refined sugar, no sugar alcohols, no dairy, no gluten, like none of the junk. So that's what I love about it. Yeah. Now I have, I have used the, um, you you gave me another item that I'm going to bring up in a second. And I have used the, the non-mint version of this because I use it in like chocolate chip cookies or I'll use it in brownies, that kind of thing. But I want you to tell me about this one, the Who Gems Mint. Well, I got those at Christmas time and my logic behind it was that they're really small. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually really, really liked them because, you know, it's kind of a denser chocolate. It's like you, how do you say that? It's like, it's not going to, it doesn't melt in your mouth like instantly and you're going back for the next one. So mm -hmm. And you can, you can take a few of them and not feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should probably mention that they, um, they are bigger than a chocolate chip, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they're like two, if you stacked two chocolate chips together and make, maybe you should have a third one like in the side, maybe that's like the size they would be. I, you know what I love to do with these? I haven't tried the mint ones. I'll be, I'll be honest, but I have tried the, the regular flavored ones. And I will put a few of them in a little, well, microwave safe bowl, or you could put them over hot water, you know, in like a double boiler situation, but I'll put like a little bit of coconut oil and I melt it and I'll use it as a chocolate drizzle over certain desserts. Oh, what a brilliant idea. So over ice cream, instead of eating chemical Hershey. Yeah, it's a great magic shell. It's the perfect magic shell. Yes, I love it. So, oh my gosh, those are so, so awesome. Yeah. And like, again, if, Anybody wants to get the um, the healthy, scrumptious snacks treats, if you want like oh, a bunch of my ideas on how to eat <laughs> delicious, healthy snacks, you can definitely grab that from my website. I'll put all this in the show links. I can't, I know people are going to want to grab some of those things that you shared, Lana. So I will definitely link those in the show because they are delicious. delicious. Yay! <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, it's been so wonderful. I can't believe it's been like... 26 minutes already. Like we've been having so much fun. We could talk about food all day. All day long. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> food and chocolate. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm going to drop you into the green room, hang out, grab your mocktail, and I will see you in just a minute. Okay. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Hello. So amazing. So many good tips. Isn't Alana just totally awesome? She's got so much knowledge and I know you're definitely going to want some of those goodies. So I will link them. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember to think about how you are going to create a healthy, delicious lifestyle for yourself today. And until then, join me for another episode of Healthy, Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. 
next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific or 11 a.m. Central, and I will see you then. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products and services at ingoodcleantaste.com. Be sure to join me for another episode every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific or 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on my globally recognized show, Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electric acid.